Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 203 of the podcast. Today, we are chatting a little bit about sex and more specifically sex for those who have back pain or hip pain, because a lot of the time, the positions that we, you know, go through in sex can be pretty aggravating for back or hip pain. So what we wanted to bring to you guys today was the best position so that you can enjoy sex without pain. Enjoy. Welcome to Vino and Vaginas, the podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Dion, and I'm here to bring you interviews from the absolute best and brightest in their field, all about issues related to being a woman, from health and fitness to sex and dating and everything in between. My mission at Vino and Vaginas is to explore these topics, health, sexuality, and everything related to being a woman in a fun and safe environment free of shame, embarrassment, or stigma going to be an amazing time. Now, let's get to it. All right, so Lindsay and I are here, and today we want to talk a little bit about some sex positions that you can try if you have a little bit of pain. Now, we're both physios, as you guys know, and so we see clients who have either persistent pain or more transient back or hip pain. Well, we see those clients every day, eh, Lindsay? And depending on how people experience this pain, it can be pretty unimaginable to them how they could possibly enjoy a sex life again, or even just sex one time when they're in that much pain. If they can't, I mean, these people are often complaining they can't even bend over and pick up a pen. So how are they going to, you know, enjoy the throes of passion without pain? So some will actually say it causes more agony than ecstasy, of course. And of course, we want to change that. That's so not okay because we love, you know, talking about sex, encouraging people to have a positive sex life. And we want to make sure each and every one of you can enjoy sex as much as you should. So that's why we're doing today's podcast. And before we get down to exactly what you should do if you have pain, let's talk a few numbers. So Linz, hit us with some numbers. So this is obviously a big problem. Now, a lot of studies have found that physical intimacy caused additional pain in 84% of patients with chronic low back pain. And so as many as 84% of men and 73% of women with back pain engage in sex significantly less than they'd actually like to. And Dr. Stuart McGill, who is pretty world-renowned spine biomechanics expert and author of two studies looking specifically at sex positions for back pain, says that it can get to the point where many couples will actually remain celibate because one night of lovemaking can lead to months of back agony. So so pretty big problem. Yeah. And we all know how important our sexual health is and that having a sex life you're happy with is a huge part of this. In fact, sexual activity is regarded as an indicator of quality of life, and the World Health Organization recognizes sexual relationships as a measurement of health and disability, which it obviously should be. Absolutely. So, what do you do if you have back pain then? Well, first, we kind of have to distinguish between two different types of back pain. So there's what we call flexion intolerant back pain and then extension intolerant back, intolerant back pain. And the Coles Notes version of this type of pain is that if you're flexion intolerant, that means you're going to have pain in your back when you try to bend forward and touch your toes or oftentimes when you're just sitting. 
The flip side, if you're extension intolerant, that means you're gonna have more pain when you stand or if you try to bend backwards or arch your back, okay? So you don't do well with extension and flexion intolerant doesn't do well with forward flexion. So the study that Dr. McGill and his colleagues did actually looked at how the back did during various sexual positions, okay? So they looked at penetrative sex with a deliverer and a receiver, so two consenting parties. And what they found was that all thrusting and receiving tended to happen in the sagittal plane. And that means it's more flexion extension based. Or what was your, Lindsay, you have a good uh, example of what the sagittal plane means. <laughs> so to remember all the different planes, uh, I associate them with some dance moves. Uh, so your sagittal plane would be how you would do the running man. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the frontal plane, which would be more flossing. Uh, yeah. All of your thrusting happens in the running man direction. All right. So in the running man direction. And because of this, it's really important that we know if you're flexion intolerant or extension intolerant, which position is best for you. So Lindsay, what did they find? Yeah. So for the deliverer specifically, if you were flexion intolerant, so that's that it gives you pain to bend over, sit, touch your toes. The worst positions for you were side lying or spooning. Um, whereas some of the better positions for the deliverer who uh, has pain with bending forward would be um, doggy style or from behind. And so you would actually even want the partner, your receiver to be supported on their elbows and not their hands just to change the angle a little bit. And you want to think of doing a little more of a hip hinge instead of thrust. Um, so a little bit less of that sort of pelvic tilting action and a little bit more of just a straight forward backward with your hips. Um, for the deliverer who is extension intolerant, so again, has pain standing or arching backwards, the sideline or spooning was actually the best position. Um, and then Cassie and I had kind of brainstormed some other positions that weren't necessarily studied, but um, would kind of support that flexed position that's a little more comfortable for these people. So anything where the deliverer would be seated and maybe their partner could be straddling them or sitting, um, those would work quite well for these people too. Absolutely. Now for the receiver. So if the receiver was flexion intolerant, again, pain with sitting, touching your toes, the best positions um, were on your hands and knees, supporting your body with your arms straight, not on your elbows this time, um, followed by side lying or spooning. And then for the receiver who is extension intolerant, again, pain with standing or arching backwards, all the variations of missionary were the best for them. Um, and you could even maybe make that a little better by putting pillow under your hips or something like that, just to get into a little more flexion, even take a little more pressure off. So out of curiosity, Cassie, how did they study this exactly? I do think that's a, yeah, an important question to ask. And I think it's a very <laughs> cool study. They essentially did this, not essentially, they did this in a controlled lab. So the researchers, what they did is they combined infrared and electromagnetic motion capture systems. So basically like creating video games, they use those systems. <laughs> 
And they use that kind of technology to track how 10 couples' spines moved while engaging in penetrative sex. So they had these couples come into the lab and engage in various positions of penetrative sex. And what they did is they actually put electrodes on their abdominal and their back muscles. And these monitored how hard the muscles had to work during sex. And then with this info, they were able, right? They were able to determine the position and angle of the spine at each moment, each moment in time during the intercourse and see how each position engaged the low back muscles differently. That is super cool, but I have to wonder how natural the sex was while you're doing it in a lab. I mean, it's a fair question. <laughs> it's a fair question. Maybe a little more robotic than it might be outside of the lab. <laughs> that is true. But I think also, I mean, it's going to tell us at least a story and it'll help in some way, even though it might not be perfect. No, but still gives us crazy. a Sure. I keep thinking of the researchers though. Can you imagine being the researcher there and, and like measuring each moment during each thrust? Like, no, <laughs> it's quite the job. <laughs> I didn't write this down in my notes, but I remember reading it when I was researching it. So I might, might butcher this a teeny bit, but they said that they actually learned something about the male orgasm during this study. And I believe it was that the abdominal and glute muscles were way more active than some of the other muscles during a male orgasm. I'll have to double check, but I think that's what it said. Interesting, eh? That does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, cool research here. What did they do for people with hip pain? How did they figure that out? So other cool studies have been done on this too. (laughs) I love that we're starting to talk more about this because something I didn't mention is when it came to hip pain, it came to back pain. Basically the standard answer was spooning. I have back pain, what should I do? You should spoon. I have hip pain, what should I do? You should spoon. And the truth is, as we just talked about, that's not true for every person. And so I love that we're starting to research this more and more. So there was a study done just last year actually, and this time they did MRI imaging techniques, right, to find out different sex positions and how the hips responded to these sex positions, okay? So they looked at about 15 different positions. And what I'll do is I have a little picture of it. So I'll post it on on our Instagram because it's helpful to actually look at it. But this study, their goal was to identify the best and the safest sex positions for people who had just undergone a hip arthroscopy, who had hip impingement, or who were at a risk of a hip impingement. So basically, you have hip pain, you had a hip surgery, or you might get hip pain. And what they found that the safest positions were ones that the legs didn't tend to go back behind you or behind the person, where the knees and legs stayed pretty neutral, so no turning in or out. The hips don't go too much into flexion. So knees to chest, you don't want to do too much of that. Avoid too much what's called abduction. So essentially spread eagle and avoid crossing legs past midline. So this is maybe where we get into the good research, but it's still a little limited in that they told us all the things that we shouldn't do, but didn't give us any things that we could or should do. Um, so Cassie and I again did a little brainstorming on this one and to avoid all of those things Cassie just mentioned, there are still plenty of options. So if you are the receiver with hip pain, some of the best positions could be standing, supporting yourself on a countertop or a wall and your partner behind you. 
um, or even lying on your stomach or sort of semi If you are um, giving in a penetrative sex position, some of the best positions are, again, spooning um, or seated with your partner facing away from you so that there's a little less pressure on the hips um, or, again, doggy style or from behind, whether that is in standing or hands and knees. Awesome. Right? Super helpful. Tons of options. And I think it's important that we talk about this because... Sometimes you don't want to just try a bunch of stuff because you know some of it might hurt. So having a game plan, so helpful. And I hope that this episode kind of worked and helped you get a game plan so that you can enjoy sex and not get so anxious and worried about it because that is really, nobody wants to be in pain. And like we said, it is such a such an important part of our overall health, well-being, lifestyle, relationships. Um, and it's not weird to ask your physio these questions. So don't hesitate. I like it. I second that. All right. Thanks, Linz. Can't wait to the ne- for the next conversation. <laughs> Me neither. Bye.